0: All right. This is the Yay with Reg Clay and Norman G, who is not here right now, but I have a special guest, Craig Dickerson, actor, director. You've done all sorts of things, and you've been around for a long, long time. How are you doing, Craig? Oh, great. All right. Let's fade the music out, and I'm going to fade your song, your voice a little up.
1: All right,
2: there.
0: Keep keep talking.
2: I'm still talking. <laughs> That's pretty nice music.
1: Is that better? Okay.
0: Yeah, I love the, um, go, okay. yeah, I love the uh, late '70s uh, uh, music. I, I I should put out. If anyone can figure out where that music is from, uh, I will via PayPal. I th- I, th- I think I could do this. I, I'm going to give a hundred dollars to anyone who can figure out that music. Oh, um, you? Do you know what it is? Uh, oh, of course. Oh, okay, I mean, all I mean, right. I, I mean, I because I, uh, I love the '70s um, music. It takes me back to my childhood, and um, I'm I'm always searching for these <laughs> obscure. Um, one hit wonders who do these songs and then you don't hear from them ever again like um, you hear more than a feeling more than a
1: feeling yeah yeah da, 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 da,
0: da. who's that oh you heard <laughs> oh, yeah. that before I, I think the song, I, song I, yeah.
2: that, yeah. but like, I
0: think it's Boston or something oh, like that it is Boston it is Boston yeah, yeah okay. but I don't think they did another hit after that
2: yeah well you know they released two albums and then had a <laughs> an eight year hiatus I think yeah right? yeah so <laughs> that'll do it so, I'm uh, saying it's a, th- a theme for Mannix.
0: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> good shot. Good that, shot.
2: I'll- Oh, well. So oh
0: well. <laughs> so how are you doing, man? How, how are you joining? This is a early Friday morning. It is that
2: yeah, a, early Friday morning, and yeah. for some reason, we both up while yeah, the rest it, of the world sleeps. Yeah,
0: exactly, and that's the reason why Norman's not here. He's, <laughs> a, he's out working, and uh, yeah. and you work in the evening. You, I, uh, you, uh, I, you uh, do all sorts of stuff in the evening. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm, but I'm still a morning per- person. Yeah. I can't take that away for some reason.
0: Yeah, I was telling you, I, I usually, I'll set my alarm at 4.30 in the morning, hit it, and then go back to sleep. And then it'll go off again at five fifteen. Then hit it. And then my body will say, "Okay, I got to get up." And then it'll be <laughs> six, and I'll still get to work early. I got to do this for myself because if I do it the regular way, set my alarm at six, I'm going to roll a bit around in bed until seven. Or oh,
2: nine. don't worry, don't worry, Reg. There are wackier things than yeah. that. Much, much more. You've
0: been you've been, in, you've been acting, I want to say, for over twenty years, maybe a quarter of a century. Is that about right? <laughs> um, what. Since, I would say since what, like the early 90s? Oh, no, no, no. Go back, back, back. Back, back, back. Oh, wow. Back, back, back. The late 80s? Oh, no, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> I did. When did you first, because I know you're from Texas, and uh, you you uh, came, when did you come to the Bay?
2: Oh, I didn't, oh, you mean acting here? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, in the late 80s.
2: Late 80s, uh, Yeah, yeah, basically, but, you know.
0: You're one of the original members of our East Enders,
2: our uh, East Enders, our beloved, yeah, <laughs> theater company. Yes, We've yes. had a
0: bunch of. We've had almost a revival here. We've had Susan Evans. We've had, um, oh, Eric yeah. Dickerson.
2: Uh, you had Susan Evans.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've got to. Yeah, you got to listen to the, I uh, the listen other episode. Yeah. yeah. She gives you praise, and we've had uh, Scott Munson here. He's talked. To I've him. heard
2: that. I, I I feel I feel more intimate with Scott Munson than I'd ever thought I would. He was he revealed, and it was so nice to see yeah.
0: <laughs> see and learn about him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's fantastic. How did you get into acting um, from the beginning? Um,
1: uh, well, oh well,
2: gosh, I guess we got to go there. We got to go there. Um, mm-hmm. We did a nativity play in um, in. Um, it was called Kitty College. It was basically where my pa- w- parents, you know, dumped me when they went to work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and daycare. And you, you're from Fort Worth, Texas, right? That's right. Yeah.
2: That's right. So I called Baby Jesus. I was really good the first year. Uh-huh. Yeah, second year, I learned how to talk. and then I <laughs>
0: po- Oh, that's right. You were the nativity. You yeah, really were a baby Jesus. I was Baby right? Jesus, oh. yeah.
2: And then the second year, I learned how to talk. and uh-huh. then And um, that kind of blew it. I, <laughs> I apparently got up and... Told Mary and Joseph they, they they were stupid and the audience was stupid and my parents had to hustle me out. So, so. hey, that,
0: that'll be a nativity scene I'd love to see. It really, was
2: apparently it was it was pretty memorable. A little embarrassing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, usually they just have a plastic baby. They'd really take a risk. <laughs> they did. They did.
2: And yeah, I think ever since then they probably got the plastic baby. And probably thought this is safer.
0: Yeah. You and I had a conversation uh, earlier this morning about. I guess the the integration because you you grew up at around the time that Texas was integrating their schools, oh, we were talking
2: about you know the first uh, desegregation yeah. Uh, that's what they referred to it as. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> integration, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They didn't want to use the integration word because that was too that was too close. <laughs> Desegregation, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, hey, we're are mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily putting measures together, but we're not keeping them apart. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: But was it a shock to you? I mean, when you were a kid?
2: I was in the second grade, so everything was a shock to me. You yeah. know, You know, looking at a dandelion was a shock to me. Mm-hmm. Um. And, it was. It, it didn't really take you know massive adjustment because you know we were children. Yeah. We were all children. Yeah. Um, nobody really understood mm-hmm. what was happening to us, other than we were going to school. Right. Uh, you know, we'd see different colored people. Right. And uh, that would be new, but everything was new. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the children were told, um, you know, this was going to be very, very horrible and scary and bad for them mm-hmm. because their parents feared it. Mm-hmm. And um, they reacted like that at first, you know, shy, afraid, yeah. you know, chip on shoulder, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, it, but they're, they're all, yeah. we were all children, so that didn't last very long.
0: Yeah.
2: Usually we wanted to play and share and, <laughs> yeah. and, and do things that kids like to do. Right, know? right, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, that kind of won out.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's fascinating how some parents will try to impose their fears or insecurities or or their beliefs on their children, and children. So some children will take to it, like, "Well, this is what mom and dad says to so oh, yeah. should be afraid of." So, oh, yeah. but others are like, "I don't, I don't see what the big deal is."
2: Well, you know, I mean, they were told that, we were told that, but you know, kids don't listen. Right. <laughs> they listen to their their own inner voice, and, right. and you know, absorb it and get on. Right. Get on with the business of being a kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think you have beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right, which is a wonderful thing about the purity of children. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I, I think one person was like, we should all be kids. I guess I th- they were talking about just acting, just uh, the, the freeness of playing and experimenting and being able to absorb new things. Because as children, you do that naturally. Mm-hmm. But as adults, we sort of learn these um, these, um I don't know, we're, we're placed in these boxes or we, we're told that life is this way or that way and we sort of have to unlearn the things that we've learned as an adult to get back to the free the freeness that we had as children. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, I think the saving grace is that we had teachers that actually were embracing this, you know, mm-hmm. who were actually being more demonstrative about, like, hey, you're kids, I'm the teacher, We're we're just <coughs> that. That's mm-hmm. the only difference between you and me is I'm up here and you're there. Right. Other than that, we're all the same, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I was lucky. I mean, in Fort Worth, Texas, you know, you know back in, back then, yeah, where you know basically you lived on one side of the tracks and I lived on another, yeah, uh, and that suddenly flip flopped. Mm-hmm. Um, to have people who you know teachers,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, be demonstrative about about that, well, they pretty lucky. I don't think everybody had that. Yeah, I don't think everybody had. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I totally hear you. You know, there's there's yeah. still issues
0: even now. Oh sure. Um, sure. and we'll we'll continue. <clears throat> yeah. Now, were you? What was? When did you get your formal uh, acting training? Did you get any of that in high school, or did you have to go to college?
2: Um, actually, it all started. Yeah. I went to a, a a child's a children's theater school.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the local theater. My parents took took me to local theater, and I. I was mentioning to you the other day. I saw, yeah. my, I saw my first show when I was like 13 years old. Yeah. And it blew my motherfucking mind. Yeah. It, it, and it really did. It just you know, it, Godspell, right? Godspell, Godspell with Ben Vereen, and yeah. I was just like, I, I thought like I was looking at angels. Yeah. And uh, you know, and people who were just amazing, and I wanted to be those people.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and so I expressed that. My parents put me in school, and immediately I was doing plays. Fun thing is, I was doing plays, you know, mm-hmm. during when I was supposed to be going to school. Wow. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so I I got <laughs> out of class. <laughs> I got out of class.
1: That's awesome.
2: I can go do theater, you mm-hmm. know, and it was it was great. It was, I did a lot of theater. I was a kid actor. <coughs> I would play um, all kinds of roles during the winter and work summer stock with the professionals in the summer. Oh wow! And yeah, because it was a it was an equity house. Okay. A partial equity house and, yeah. and at the time, which there weren't very many of, especially, yeah. in, you know, in Texas. And, uh, yeah, so, you know... I mean, you're you. What, listen, you're a 14, 15 year old boy, and you get to be backstage with the chorus girls.
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: Oh my lord!
0: <laughs> right. Uh,
2: I I kn- I didn't want it to end. <laughs> I never wanted it to end. Awesome. It, it was just like every day was just wake up and
1: oh
0: yeah, I I'm doing
2: <laughs> theater and it's killer
0: and. It sounded like you were being paid, too, right? No. No, okay.
2: No, this was all This was all just, you know, yeah. I mean, I was just glad to be there. Okay. All I wanted to do was just, like, have a reason to, for the, them to keep me yeah. for every, every show. <laughs> right. I'll run crew. I'll yeah. work in the shop. I'll uh-huh. park cars. If there's yeah. not a, a role for me, I'll do it. You know, most of the time I could be on stage, too, which was, like, a, just the best. Yeah.
0: And then you went to the University of Texas.
2: <laughs> went to the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, studied BFA studies for a while. Mm-hmm. enjoyed that, actually started to learn something <laughs> instead of just, yeah. you know, just hanging around. What
0: were, what were the techniques that they uh, taught at, at Texas? Um, what, Stanislavski? Um, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: basically. I mean, you you, you took his history mm-hmm. and uh, learned how to read a play, mm-hmm. which is, you know, can be difficult, especially given some of the, you know, plays that they wanted you to learn, which are kind of thick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. Learning, uh, you know, beat theory and uh, and physicality. Working on voice, which actually kind of, you know, the classes I took are a lot like yoga now, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of funny. Yeah, you know, basically how to how to how to hone your instrument, how to loosen it and get it ready.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, they had playwriting classes and and, and uh, scene shop classes and so forth. It was basically all around everything. Yeah and uh you yeah, know the pro- the program was geared towards getting everybody you know um who wanted um to pursue it, the acting part of it which most people do
1: mm-hmm.
2: or did you know they wanted to hey, I want to be a you know professional actor that's right. wh- that's why but you know they <laughs> they t- they wanted everybody to have the first two uh, po- years of their program to to do that and then mm-hmm. after that it was kind of like Okay, now we need tough love. So they started sorting people out who they thought were t- suited to go up to the graduate level, and uh, yeah, via and, the uh, juries, right? Via the juries. Yeah. So you know that that's kind of how it book go- goes. But by that time, you know, if you if you didn't, you know, say you get selected, mm-hmm. you had had enough uh, of a well-rounded education <laughs> that yeah. you you could follow some other uh, uh, pursuit uh, within the the within the program, yeah, that is tough. I mean, we're talking about a really huge school
0: mm-hmm.
2: at that time. There was sixty-five thousand students. Wow, at that time,
0: just in that program?
2: No, no, and the in the whole in the whole universe. Oh,
0: on, uh, yeah, I okay, understand.
2: And uh, and so, mm-hmm. and the program, you know, was a big program considering mm-hmm. uh, most other yeah. schools. But um, but still, you know, co- competition was
0: hot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I talked with a lot of other folks about the techniques that they've learned, but not a lot of people have talked about movement and how important movement is. When when you talk about movement and what you've learned in, in school, are we talking about, let's say, if you have to play a 65-year-old man or, let's say, uh, someone? I mean, how how important is movement in acting? I think it's something that we take for granted.
2: Really? Um, well, I, I started out learning mime, uh, another lost art.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <coughs> when I was a kid. yeah. And uh, you know, because that's kind of what was offered in the in the children's program, and mm-hmm. so that really, you know, was basically a way of losing one's inhibitions. Once that's done, mm-hmm. then uh, it's just a matter of being flexible and open,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, so that you can accept whatever movement. If you got to play an old man, and you got a, you know, you know, you know, you've got certain injuries or certain certain things that you've got to contend with, yeah. Or certain, how do you know? Where's the tension in your neck? Where's the tension in your spine? Not that you, not that you, um, um, have it, right? But that you can put it there. So you sort of
0: like, you know, (laughs) yeah. But it it adds to the character. It adds to another element to a character if the actor is inclined to think that way. And that's why I say a lot of people take it for granted. They may just take take a role. Let's say you've been cast in a play. You're going to play. Oh, I don't know, Richard the um, yeah. Third. What physical ailments could he have, or could you place in the character which could change the character? Like, I yeah. think one person had mentioned putting a rock in a, a shoe. Oh, sure. And all of a sudden, you know, that irritates you so much that it becomes part of your character.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, there's a there's many ways. I mean, you can be all method methody, mm-hmm. um, you know, about it. Um, the ways that they taught us mm-hmm. uh, were basically. Um, how to loosen your voice and body, and how to become neutral, um, so that when you have to put an affectation on, mm-hmm. uh, you have to you have to bend or or, or crease yeah. or limp mm-hmm. or do whatever that it's like it's You're coming from a neutral state. Yeah, you you've got a neutral state, and you have um, a command. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say like, okay, now my fingers are doing this, and now my hand is pointing that way, and my arm is this way, and. Yeah. and, and you know, you, you can enjoy that, that kind of uh, authority over your own instrument. Right. Um, some people have a gift and just do it naturally.
1: Yeah. It's hard
2: to rely on that, and, yeah. it, and it's hard to anticipate, you know, everything right. all the time. You know, you know it's nice to have a plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so so that's the that 's what i uh came out of it mm-hmm. uh you know just coming from the mind thing where yeah. it's is you know <coughs> losing one's inhibitions with one 's body being mm-hmm. totally you know you know free to you know because i I was young and flexible and fearless and of of i were. and i, did, I didn 't hurt when right. i when I did things or fell down right. and, you know right. I, got, I got back up and it was fun right um you know but First was losing that ambition and being, you know, and then the second part was uh, actually learning how to create a, you know, a blank space to put things on. Mm-hmm. For instance, I mean, I think, you know, after I left there, we did a, did a mammoth play, what was it called? American Buffalo. And I had to, mm-hmm. you know, I had to do some physical things, mm-hmm. you know, you know. I, and, think, but and I think Pacino
0: uh, did American Buffalo. He um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you know, some physical things, but that was more of a methody show. That was a, that was that was that was fun with method. Mm-hmm. You yeah, I love that. That was that was killer.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's especially helpful when you're playing multiple roles in one play because oh, you, you got know, to, two people don't yeah. move the same way.
2: Yeah, you got to differentiate everything.
0: Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So when did you come out to? Well, you said you came out to the Bay later, uh, late eighties. Um, did you take any classes while you were here? I did
2: not. Okay. I did not. I, I should have.
0: Well, but, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure you got involved in shows. I, I often wonder, do you get more of an education in school or actual acting? Sometimes that can be a better teacher. You
2: know, I think I took a couple of auditioning classes simply because I just wanted to kind of, like, network.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and,
2: yeah. And, and, you know, and, and working monologues by yourself is kind of you know you, you end up asking too many questions then you have answers for and you mm-hmm. know so that ha- that was helpful yeah and i think when we started Eastenders one of um, one of susan evans's evans's um you know missions was you know toward an e- towards educating the company right and so we you know we ran workshops and mm-hmm. uh and she and, and she uh, brought in casting directors mm. to critique <coughs> our, our our works and yeah. all, and, and uh and it was incredibly helpful. So that was – it was those kinds of things. I think that's the reason why, you know, we went about it that way or she, yeah. went, she went about that way and the company did is mm-hmm. because they wanted to find out what was going to be immediately immediate and helpful, you know, for, for the actor. Yeah. And actors want to get roles. How do they do that? They – they meet the people who are influential and, yeah. and, and, and hear their feedback. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: yeah, I've always had the sense that EastEnders not only just focused on putting together a show, just like any other company, but also working on the foundation to making this company as strong as it possibly can. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. well, eighteen years. I mean, eighteen.
2: Yeah, eighteen seasons. You know, you yeah. know it was no, it was it was no downhill <laughs> ride <laughs> at all.
1: Oh, sure. You know, sure. There,
2: there was there was financial hardship and and you know physical hardship and you know trying to spend your time doing art while spending most of the time trying to you know. Bring in funding and audiences. Yeah. I mean, it was while
0: building sets and, oh, and doing all the other stuff. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: and all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, and all the other stuff. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, I, you know, I do not envy anybody who does those things. I understand. I understand.
0: It's it's tough building a company. It's it's very different from an actor who is just a hired gun. Hey, we want you in this play. Okay, thank you. After the run <laughs> is over, see you later. Yeah. And then being a member of a company where not number one, you're not going to get paid, and number two, you are. <clears throat> your, your job doesn't end when you walk off the stage. You have to continue to fundraise, build sets, and help with the lighting, and you're really a part of a company. I think a lot of actors shy away from um, – I just don't know if there is is a great sense of building a community anymore in the theater
1: hmm.
0: where it's, it's more about what can I get out of this thing and how soon can I get to, I don't know, Hollywood or – New York, or what have you, mm-hmm. do you feel there's a loss of community in, in the theater these
2: oh, days? Oh, oh yeah, in theater and, and so many arts. Yeah. Um, I, I think people are leery of being joiners. Mm. <laughs>
0: <Almost> <laughs> join
2: anything? No, no, yeah. no. It's scary. <laughs>
0: yeah, I hear you. <coughs> and, I think there's a lot of me. There's a lot of the, the, the you know, well. wh- what can I do for myself and my brand and all that stuff.
2: I guess, so. yeah. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I I understand, I, but I I just see a lot of people, I mean, as far as the me thing is just survival mode, yeah. I mean, you know, just kind of like all I got is me. I I need to take care of me, you <laughs> know. <laughs> and and uh, gone are the days when we all kind of provided a net together. Yeah. Um, I mean, Eastenders provided the net as best as they could with with one another, but it, you know. It came down to, like, you know, one or two people kind of just carrying a load. Right. And the attitude towards the community and so forth, you know, changed. And people's interests and, and you know, personal goals changed. I don't, like I said, I don't think, I don't think people were joining anymore. Yeah, and didn't. there was a lot of other collectives and theater mm-hmm. groups that, ha- you know, that happened similar. People grow up, do different things. You
0: know yeah that's right. people evolve mm-hmm. um, you know when you're a twenty year old actor you know you just want to yeah. be involved and and fill up your resume and just work as much as you possibly can and that can change as you get older mm-hmm. where your priorities are different. either I want to move ahead uh, you know and do other things with my craft or this isn't my thing. Let me go and find a day job in and that sort of stuff. You and I were talking about the almost the history of Bay Area theater you had talked about when you first came in. It wasn't just EastEnders. There were a bunch of other little companies. and Oh, there's and, a lot. Yeah, and there seemed to be just a flourishing of groups and a sort of a, a state within the Bay Area where you could grow a theater company in mm-hmm. a way that you really can't now because, you know, just it's just way too expensive. Oh, yeah. But the, h- how was it back in the day?
2: Oh, well, at the time there were seven theater critics, uh, uh, seven main theater critics. Yeah. Can you imagine? Two for each – paper. Yeah. Um sometimes three depending. Yeah. Um the arts were held to more of a rigor intellectually, you know, like who's doing what's new and uh and there was so much of it. Yeah. It was incredibly stimulating.
1: Yeah.
2: You know and, and and so expressive. And I think uh the, the diminishing of that came with, you know, the, the recession and the fun, you know, fund funding being cut. Yeah. And a lot of theaters just, uh, you know, not using funds in a, in a wise way, yeah. and, and you know, so they got in trouble, mm-hmm. and uh, <coughs> and you just you just saw, you know, <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. the economy got really bad. It became really difficult for people to live in San Francisco and 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 do art and 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 survive. Whereas yeah. when I you know when I when I came here, it almost felt like the village. You know, every, you know every you know or or back when I was in Austin, everybody had a guitar and sat on the porch and, and it seemed like everybody <laughs> was in a band and yeah. you know and so here in California it seemed like everybody was a you know an actor an artist or a dancer or something mm-hmm. you know, everybody- you know everybody had a story and it was interesting, and it was all about like well, what are you doing what are you doing
1: yeah um yeah. whereas
2: now, you know you know it, it, in the nineties and, and and towards uh towards the end of the century yeah uh, <laughs> uh things things really um. Tightened up. You know.
0: Yeah, I think it was a gradual change. I mean, people now, I still run into people who do things like, oh, I dance or I this or that, but increasingly people need to have a day job just to survive. It's just so, so, so expensive. Oh, I don't know how anybody would do that otherwise. It's, it's, right. It's
2: yeah, you know, hats off to anyone who can. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and that's why theater companies like EastEnders, not for lack of talent, they sort of fold because they can't get it done financially like we were talking about uh, Eureka Eureka's folded
2: just folded well and it was only living and in the dark room the dark room's folded yeah, um, yeah to, to name you know I mean there are so many others you know that hit hit the dust long long before that but these are really old institutions yeah. <laughs> you know and well you know well regarded uh, not without audience or love of, you know and
1: mm-hmm.
2: not without a history of accomplishment you know it's, it's just the nature of it yeah. Um, I think I don't you know. You can blame anything: lack of focus, or interest, or you know, audiences mm-hmm. would rather you know sit and listen to their computer <laughs> like, <laughs> like like to they're doing now, or you know, uh-huh. or you know, or what's what or, or see what's next to develop. Yeah. Um, you know.
0: Uh, I mean, do you think the state of theater? I, I hear what you're saying. You know, there's some folks who would rather listen to PewDiePie or whoever's on YouTube right now. <clears throat> or uh, play their video games or whatever. So it's very very difficult for to get a new generation to invest in theater, to invest their time. Hey, let's spend, I don't know, $18, 20 to see live theater or I can spend 7 bucks watching the movies or mm-hmm. um or you know, watch something. It's 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 got to be difficult. Do you think that theater may be dying or do you think there's a um can can theater survive in this new age? What do you think?
2: Well I'm not sure I mean you have to look at what it gave and mm-hmm. and and what's really needed yeah uh transformation was the reason that you know I was an audience member and an actor as well mm-hmm. uh, you know you go uh, like we were saying earlier I right, I feel like you go to the theater to um to alter your consciousness to yeah. al- to change your opinion to you know shake you up yeah. uh, whether it's to you know to do what happen to me, you know, when I was a kid and just be like, oh, my God, I'm blown away, right, you know, right. or whatever, mm-hmm. or to think differently about something that you, you hadn't looked at before. Yeah. You know, what have you. But the whole idea was that, you know, is to trans transform someone yeah. in, a, in a very almost spiritual, in a way. Um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes it can be intrusive. Sometimes it can be absolutely welcoming.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, um, and people get their... Get the jollies from all sorts of things, but at that, from from my perspective, that's kind of where you, as an audience member, and as a as an actor, mm-hmm. um, you're both you're both doing it and experiencing it in real time, and uh, and it's quite you know it's, it's quite exhilarating, and yeah. you know for both parties involved. Um, I don't know what you, whether you can get that from. I from think. from much else, but mm-hmm. you know, th- that's fulfilling a need. Now, what else is is trans music going to fill that need? Uh, is calligraphy, calligraphy going to fill that need? Right. Um, yeah. You know, maybe maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are people getting that from just whatever they can give themselves rather than what they're getting from a group? Yeah, uh, these are questions. Um, is there a different kind of medium yeah. that we haven't quite? tapped into. Could be.
0: Yeah. I you know. Yeah, I, I think, like, I wonder, I had two thoughts. I, I really think, I wonder if, if uh, theater can sort of use the digital media. Like, I don't understand why new writers, like, we've had a bunch of new writers on the show where they can't film unless they put it on YouTube. Like, instead of you don't want to go to the theater, physically go to the theater, maybe you can have a theater experience watching a new play, let's say on YouTube or or what have you, Hmm. Um, that's an idea. But also I was thinking, like when you were young, you went to a theater, uh, you went to see and was transformed, and all all of a sudden you were like, hey, I want to study theater. I don't know if the new millennials are, I don't know if there are new young actors Hmm. who want to study theater and and do the sort of thing. I, I wonder about that as well.
2: I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, that's, that's a good <laughs> question.
0: Are you still? Um, have you have you slowed down, or do you st- are you still involved in acting?
2: Not at all. Nope. Not at all. Um, I you mean, you haven't
0: fully retired. Right? <laughs> I
2: guess I don't know. <laughs> I guess you could call it that. But no, I mean, I, I'm st- I'm still quite interested, and yeah. still you know try to keep it keep an eye on what's going on. But I'm not a participant right now either. Yeah. Uh, but but um. I'm trying to find something some other things to appreciate as sure. well.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but back to your, what you were saying earlier about yeah. you know whether you know whether the min, what are the millennials going to do if they can't do theater?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, what what can they do that's engaging and, and mm. fulfills those things which I thought were kind of special and unique yeah. about that experience?
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know. That's a you know I I don't know what's going to happen with yeah. that. I don't know if something digitally can be more than entertainment
0: i mean there there are some young folks who, like I was watching the evo there's there 's this competition there's e, there 's a thing called e gaming where video games has become a sport e s p n mm-hmm. has um i don 't know if you ever played do you play video games at all or did you play video games when you were a kid uh,
2: yeah kind of but you know i'm not really i'm not i 'm not very really good at it yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i mean there's a thing called street Fighter. it's a fighting Oh, band. i've heard about that yeah yeah, yeah. and so now it 's become an e sport and oh, uh, it's there's sp- a, oh okay and the Japanese are all into it i think um was it, Taga, Tama, Tamaguchi, um, but in any case, he became the the winner or whatever, but that's sort of a new thing that the that young folks are doing. Well, but, you know, that, that yeah. involves doing something together, I guess, in a way. But, um, I mean, there is something, you mentioned how almost spiritual the theater can be, I mean, you can't compare it to church, and, you know, you and I, I think we're, we're thinking about doing a podcast about faith and spirituality, and yeah. so that's something that we'll... That for those who are listening to uh, to this podcast, if you're interested in a podcast about spirituality, take take, take a listen, listen to what we do, we'll be doing in the future. But in any case, theater can be a sort of spiritual thing. You're bonding with your, your, your actors. You're bonding with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you're even bonding with the, the director because the director is sort of uh, performing. We had Susan Evans and... We were talking about some of the uh, the things that she's directed. We were actually talking specifically about Bedbug. Mm-hmm. Bedbug? I think you were the lead actor in Bedbug.
2: I was not in Bedbug. You were not. That was another Craig.
1: Craig Gibson.
0: But you were involved in 100 years <laughs> of political theater, right? I
2: saw Bedbug. I was not. I was not working. On on that particular project, no.
0: Oh, okay. But in any case, she talked about how she has some successes and failures in Mm -hmm. directing where she'll try to engage the audience with a particular piece Mm -hmm. and whether she can get a reaction from it. And it occurred to me, the director is as much of a performer – as the actor, oh yeah. As yeah. far as what they and you've directed too, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, I've made some wonderful, you know, discoveries in
0: both good and bad <laughs>
2: directing about <laughs> and and <I>, like <laughs> what I can, what I can get away, what I think I can get away with, sure. what I can express, what what falls flat, what is surprisingly, you know, uh, you know satisfactory. Yeah. And, I, and uh, I don't think I've had enough of directing experience to kind of like able to go in and differentiate, you know, which is which, you know, from the onset. But yeah. it, but I, Eastenders offered me an opportunity to do things that I hadn't done before,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is another reason for being in a, a collective is to you know get to do things that maybe uh,
0: you wouldn't have that opportunity elsewhere. Yeah, because else. yeah, you need a company to, that will get that will take the risk and say, hey, you want to do this? Okay. Well, let's do it. I mean, where else are you going to find that? No, but it
2: is like church. Um, mm-hmm. It or it, it, you know. I mean, a lot of people have compared, you know, their theater experiences and what yeah. the, what they want. It's that it is their church. It's their it's their place to open up, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, feel feel a sense of community, mm-hmm. um, uh, put yourself out there, yeah. uh, be loved, yeah, and to love back. Yeah. And you know that. That's kind of what, yeah. that's kind of why a lot of people go to go to church anyway, right? <laughs> and also
0: to be injected very much like church, mm-hmm. two ideas that you didn't ordinarily that, that you didn't already have mm-hmm. when you walked in.
1: Yeah,
0: like you may have one preconceived thought. Both as an actor and as a theater goer, one way you walk in, and then all of a sudden you walk out, and you have oh wait a minute, I have a totally different perspective. Oh yeah, of of what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Do, do you find as a director when you did direct? Did you feel you had an advantage because you're an actor? I mean, I find that as an actor, I can can I can communicate better with a director who has had acting experience.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, I I, I can talk the talk. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, for certain. I mean, and, and if I see uncomfortableness, I can I I, I know how to uh, you
0: know, I know how to soothe. because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, I know what what feels good. You know, um, we we were talking with uh Craig Dickerson. He was um directing you, you a piece. Sousa? Sousa, sorry. <laughs> Dickerson, Sousa. Duh, duh, duh. Hello, okay. Larry. <laughs> I, I, I
1: didn't want anybody to be confused about it. It's Craig.
0: Craig. Yeah, we have Craig Dickerson on now. So, Craig Sousa, he was directing, I believe it was um, Charlie's Aunt 66. It's an adaptation of Charlie's Aunt written by uh, Scott Munson. Mm-hmm. And Sousa was having issues communicating with an actor. Mm-hmm. And he he brought in um, Susan Evans to sort of help him. Mm hmm. Basically, it was sort of a comedy bit, and he was looking for a particular comedy bit. And the actor, I guess was a young actor, who really wasn't getting it. Uh, He has described it as a bit of, uh, I guess, farce or sort of Mm -hmm. over-the-top slapstick, and uh, I guess the person wasn't getting it. And Susan Evans had suggested, well, what if they played it straight or what if they played it so serious, not not even thinking it as a comedy bit, but so serious Mm -hmm. that it comes off as being comedic or whatever. Mm -hmm. Have you found different ways of communicating with a – with an actor who isn't really getting it.
2: Well, that just tells you a little bit about Susan Evans, and she's very smart.
1: Yeah,
2: and uh, and knows there's more more than one way to skin a cat. She yeah. knows that from before she casts a play, right? To the very you know you know end of dress rehearsal. Yeah, uh, she can get things and. She's very methodical about it, but she also mm-hmm. has incredible versatility. I don't think I would have figured that one out, but that's a smart thing. Think about it. I mean, uh, you got this actor who's stuck,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who can't see these lines any other way than these lines, and then, and now they're and, and director keeps telling them, no, 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 you're not getting it, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and the actor's like, well, that's because i Done this like 20 times and it's still not funny. <laughs> maybe it's just not funny. <laughs> you know? Maybe yeah. it's just not funny and maybe it's not my fault. Yeah. You could know? uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. right. say that. You, you, know? You, yeah. can, you can understand how somebody'd say that. Sure. And then Susan comes in and just like says, well, mm-hmm. then just like do it different. And just, just like, you know, just don't be you. Right. Be something else. Right. And then suddenly
0: you're out of that rut. Right.
2: I mean, I bet the actor felt more free. And you know, and could discover something just by removing themselves from themselves,
0: right? <laughs> right.
1: You, know, you know, sometimes it takes that. Yeah, sometimes
2: it takes that. And, and she's been around long enough to know how to to know how to you know do that, right? You know, as, as a director, right. Now, as an actor going to directing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you don't have that thatness that trick. Yeah. Until you've learned it. And, or from, you know, yeah. either you were open about it, you know, mm-hmm. from somebody else taught it to you. Yeah. Or you learned it by like, well, I'm tired of hitting my head against the wall. Maybe I should not. Do, yeah. Maybe I should be standing next to the wall. For <laughs> you know? well, some
0: actors, like I know from an actor's perspective, I may think, well, I'm doing it right. What's the problem? <laughs> and the director's like, no, 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 you're not getting it. I'm like, well, I don't understand what the director's. Have you had to go through that as an actor where you think you have you have an understanding of the character? But the director says, well, we want to go in this direction. Have you had those battles? <laughs> got to
1: ask, 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 ask somebody who's
2: directed me. I'm sure I'll tell you the battles they've had with me. Yeah. Um, I think most of my battles is me trying to make a damn decision. <laughs> you know, there's too many?
1: No,
2: there's too many. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of like I'll never write. I'll never write. Mm-hmm. Because... Gosh, there's so many opening sentences,
1: don't uh, know yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I've so so never attempted to write before, huh? Oh, I have.
2: Okay. Oh yeah, I've attempted. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've quit just as me does. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I
1: hear you.
2: Yeah, but no, it's uh, yeah, I've 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 had all kinds of you know um, problems mm-hmm. with acting. That was part of the, that was part of the great part about it, is mm-hmm. I you know we were talking about a little bit to uh, kind of like. Back a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, part of the great thing about having these problems is mm-hmm. solving them, and you don't have to go back, you get a new set, yeah, of difficulties and things you need to work on, and yeah, and really uh, uh, realizations you need to, to make in mm-hmm. order to become a better, better at your craft, better skilled, mm-hmm. um, better communicator, yeah, you know, you know, some more, some more things to do, some more, you know, like feathers, yeah, know. um.
0: But it takes an openness. I mean, it takes oh, an openness yeah. within you. I find that some actors you talked about having too many choices. There's some actors who they'll either make one choice and they won't deviate from that choice, mm-hmm. or they um,
2: and sometimes that's that's cool. You know, when you see somebody in an audition, they make a real strong choice and they commit to it. I mean, well, you know, every director goes like, mm, there's you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the mouth starts watering.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but do you think? That, do you think there's a um, a problem with thinking too much in your head where you've made the choice all within yourself and you're not taking in what other people are are giving you like let's say you're doing a scene with an actress Mm -hmm. and she's giving you something but you have something in your head so strong Mm -hmm. you're still going in one direction and you're not taking in either what the director is giving you or the actress or whatever
2: oh yeah 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 um, yeah I, I, i it's a big, wonderful world. You can't really say what's right or wrong with that. Yeah. I worked with this one guy in Texas who, I swear, he, he, he was... Who's that guy in Dr. Strangelove, the, the Texas guy, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, the the real southern twang who's riding the missile at the end? I, yeah. I forget, I forget yeah. his name. Anyway, well, somebody, somebody will know, and they'll go, <laughs> like, it's this guy. But... um Anyway, he had an accent just like that, uh-huh. you know, just such drawl and everything. Did and like that, and uh, yeah. And he couldn't play in any other character. He he definitely could not be in you know My Fair Lady, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> right. so, you know. So yeah. but he you know he he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing he could do. Yeah. And it, it was amazing watching all the directors put mm. him in different roles, and the things he did were. Hilarious because he—it's—it's it's like he had this tremendous, you know, body brace on.
1: Yeah, his
2: yeah. his accent.
1: Uh-huh.
2: But it was watching somebody w- work with that huge mm-hmm. neck brace or handicap. Yeah, and the things that they did tell you—the little things that he did say with his emotions, with his physicality. Yeah. Just blew your mind, yeah. And, and 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 you know, I'm sure a lot of actors are like, "You got to get rid of that. Get it out. Get it out." Yeah. And, and probably just like wanted to change him. I'm sure other actors wanted him to yeah. do things differently too. He yeah. was just himself,
0: right? <laughs> you know, it, it reminds me. That's I, all he could be. Yeah. <laughs> no. it reminds me, I was at Duke Ellington School of the Arts, and we had a um, a classmate of mine. She's probably listening right now. Um I won't uh, – well, her name – I'll mention her nickname, Precious. Mm-hmm. And she did a um, – and all of us were from inner city Washington, D.C., which has a little bit of a southern accent. Uh, I think I've lost mine because I've had too much, I don't know, speech. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. But in any case, she was doing Lady Macbeth. And, you know, she was trying to do it, and she was doing the out damn spots, you know, speech. And we were all kids. We were like 16, 17 years old. And the director was trying to push her to being more – I don't know, graceful and, you know, do it more Shakespearean and and what have you, and she was just, you know, frustrated, frustrated, and you have to know what your limitations are. I mean, if this is who you are or what have you, then use it, and it sounds like the actor that you're talking about from uh, from Texas. I know the character that you're talking about. I think his name may have been Tex or something like that, but Mm -hmm. in any case – if you know you have, let's say, an accent. Slim picking Slim picket. Well, there, there, we there we go. All right, <laughs> 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 like, you're like ah. <laughs> <laughs> that crazy. Like, I was trying to pick of Jimmy Swaggart earlier this morning. I was like, damn it, who's that preacher who's I know like the, I've a, seen? I, I know for the last
2: five days, everybody's
0: cool. going <laughs> <laughs> But in any case, yeah. you know that you have, let's say, a quirk or a gimmick or a shtick or a thing. Mm-hmm. And... People are like, no, be a clean slate. of – Yeah, I don't want your slate. old tricks. Yeah, yeah. Just be a clean slate. Sometimes you can do it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can, and it becomes a detriment. Like, my I know that my speech pattern is such. If someone was like, "Listen, we need a you know a hip African American who you know slang and this whatever," I probably wouldn't be careful because <laughs> because I can't. You
1: know? well, i sure you could <laughs> if you wanted to. Yeah
0: if, I, yeah, if I wanted to, but it would it would be a little uphill. <laughs> it would be a bit up here because I had been even when I was a kid, my grandmother would say, "Hey, you don't say ain't, uh-huh. you don't say it. You, you're going to be a respectable black man. You yeah, know, you yeah, yeah. Be a respectable man. That was sort of ingrained. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can go so far that it, like, imagine Morgan Freeman doing a role that that Samuel L. Jackson, you know, can do naturally. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. I, yeah,
2: I suppose. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see you with that kind of like. Maybe you, see, that's how you see yourself, but yeah. I, but I, I see you as like, you know, yeah. It might be a, it might be a slog to kind of be like, you know, cha- change or or, or or put on an affectation that's so, you know, foreign yeah. to your your in impulses.
0: Right. Right. Exactly.
2: But that's, yeah. But that's you know that's entirely a belief. Yeah, you know, and
0: like I was talking to an actor, um, Ben Couch, who is a uh, who's from England, uh-huh. uh, who uh, has come here, and he was frustrated. It was sort of ironic because I know that Susan Evans, she, a lot of times she'll cast people to do English plays or plays, you know, that takes place in England, like a lot of Carol Churchill plays. Like you were in one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of. What was the play where you were, um, I'm picturing you in bid with Michael Greeley and also um, oh, Celia uh, Maurice. Oh, Celia, yeah, we did, uh, that
2: was one of our festivals, I guess.
0: Right, I'm looking at the at the, uh, the poster right now, 100 Years of Sex Acts. What was the play? Oh. You uh, remember the play? Uh,
2: it was, a, I think it was an Albee play.
0: Yeah, Edward Albee.
2: Uh, yeah, we did an Albee play, and then we did another play by, a uh, real short play by Churchill. Yeah. It yes, Churchill. Yeah, it was Celia and me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was, it was sort of like wife swapping or something like uh, – I don't know. I forget what was going on. Oh, we were uh, – you know, There were three scenes. You were in bed with Michaela, and then Craig Souza was in bed with Celia, and then I think you were in bed with I, Celia. I forget the
2: way it was, but, yeah we, yeah, we were all kind of like um, – yeah.
0: Yeah. But in yeah. any case, um, you had to, you had to have put on an English accent. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cockney English. Oh, yeah. And um, so in any case, Ben Couch was saying that he couldn't get cast – doing an American role, because he just didn't have his uh, American, he couldn't affect an American English accent, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as well mm-hmm. as uh, somebody else, so mm-hmm. sort of um, typecasting, I mean, there are act, there are directors who typecast, they like, well, I can't see beyond the box, this is the character that I see, and so this is what I want, and so yeah. there are actors who go through that all the time, where... They can't fit inside the box that's in the director's head or whatever. Um, yeah. Do you challenge directors? Like when you go into an audition, do you say, well, listen, I want this particular role. The director may think of the particular role in this way, but I want the director to think in a different direction.
2: In an audition?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you uh, want to
0: be Othello. I mean, well, yeah. that's that's a little drastic, but uh, or you want to be um, – yeah.
2: I think, you know, I, I mean, yeah, well – I, I go to an audition for with a with the goal of something wanting something specific that I I you know I'd like to work on. Sure. You know I'm not I I because of because doing theater in the last few years I've you know I've only had a, a you know my time um, mm-hmm. is very you know to focus on that is, has not been a lot so I will, you know I'd go after things that I really really want right you know something I, you know that <clears throat> that I thought was you know worth the sacrifice of the sure. rest, the rest of the rest of my life like right. you know like eating <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know so uh you know I go at it with a specific you know I- idea of if I was going for a role I'd have an idea for that role or a, a couple of ideas for that role yeah,
1: but, yeah. but
2: I'd say for the most part um uh, what directors I think did, they like I, I, as I was a director, I like people who make strong choices. Right. But they have to see in that audition how they take direction and work with others. Right. Because primarily that's what's going to, that's what's going to ease everybody's process. Right. And if you are rigid
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> going in,
1: yeah,
2: you know, you may be, you may do an excellent, excellent job in your audition.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But if you can't, communicate and hear and alter your point of view right that's gonna that's gonna tell them something
0: right you know yeah. wow
2: this person has chops but I can't work with them right <laughs> you know or whatever yeah. You yeah. Know. It's, it's
0: funny Susan had mentioned that there are some great great actors mm-hmm. who they can't take direction, and they're a bit of a butthole because they, they're they sort of one-minded. She would rather take a basic actor, someone who may not have all the chops, but they are eager and willing to learn. Mm-hmm. She'd rather work with those folks rather than the great, great actor that just blew your mind mm-hmm. during the audition process. But you've heard through the grapevine, well, you want to really just stay away from, from those folks. So Oh, I
2: just – well, you know, I just – I've seen, you know, I've taken on various attitudes as an actor in auditions, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen which have worked and which hasn't. I mean, this is cool for our hard ducks, for, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, lo- I've just learned from experience. And also working with other actors, it's hard to work with somebody who won't listen to you on stage. Sure. I mean, you know, who looks at your ear. Uh, and so, you, know, you know oh whatever you know that's 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 difficult you know it's difficult who's somebody who's so stuck on their you know and you know, and, and, and I think Susan's you know smart enough as most directors are smart enough that you know they're in there f- to get their jollies as well not just the audience and the actors there to get their jollies they're there to be you know stimulated and, and learn and, and you know find things mm-hmm. and, you know and uh Discover things yeah. as well, um, either personally or vicariously, right? And uh, you know, you're just if, if you're just there to as a as an actor to present a product, mm-hmm. and you're just there as a director to you know have a product.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes maybe that's what you know people are doing.
1: Yeah,
2: and you'll you know what you know what you're going into, you know what you're getting into, you know what you need, mm-hmm. what result you need. Yeah. But you know, most of the people I work for then are more process oriented than that. Yeah. You
0: know. I just when you were talking about actors who look at your ear or whatever, actors who's not on the same page as you, it reminded me of a very funny story involving you in WWJD. You were working with a black actress. I don't know her name. And. Oh, Benita Was it Benita? Mm-hmm. Black actress.
2: I think so, Bonita. Okay. I and forget. I, I forget her last name.
0: Yeah, and uh, you two had to pantomime birds. Oh darn! <laughs> you know the oh story. My already.
2: God. Oh my goodness! Why yeah. no story? I lived it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what
2: are you talking about <laughs> this, this? This is not a story. <laughs> this this really happened.
0: <laughs> and I, I don't know what was going on with her, but you know, she actually put she was supposed to pantomime put food in your mouth too, and she was the mother bird feeding the baby bird.
2: Yes, yeah, so you know how birds feed others. Sure. They, uh, I forget what the there's a word for it.
0: Yeah. But they
2: they they. They chew the food yeah, because the baby birds, you know, can't eat big food. Right. So they chew the food, you know, and -hmm. and partially digest it. Yeah. And then regurgitate it. Regurgitate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, And so that, you know, they can provide their young birds Mm -hmm. with nutrition.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, my God, it actually happened. I mean, did that happen every night or was it just one night?
2: Oh, that was the – Scott wrote that.
0: Yeah, I know. But, I mean, did she actually – Food in your mouth, Scott wrote that,
2: and Susan made us well, made me well, made Benita do it. I I doubt it was very. She actually Benita really enjoyed it. Okay, it gave her a sense of power. I don't think she'd ever experienced on or off stage because she mm-hmm. uh, she loved it.
1: Okay, she loved <laughs> it, she loved okay. it in the food in.
2: No, I mean it was it was something uh-huh. it was something that that, that, that tickled her.
0: Okay really weird because I
2: mean oh it was really weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it was weird
0: I, I mean, think I mean the
2: audience every every night was it would it would get like a, <laughs> I mean
1: I, I mean, it was huge you could hear huge groan i
0: just
1: like oh no I can't unsee this you know kind of thing yeah
2: yeah
0: I'm not sure if the scene actually and, needed all that and, and,
2: and I just you know I mean I I couldn't see because the lights and everything but sure. I knew Scott and mm-hmm. Susan were there most nights because yeah. it was kind of the you know their baby and they were yeah. really. You know they liked it, and and plus it was Easterner, so everybody has to like <laughs> pass out programs, sweep the stage. You know, right, you, right. Know, you know, you know, you in the lighting yeah, booth. Yeah, there's there's lots of jobs to do. Right. Um, but um, but I'm I, I couldn't see them. I knew they were there, and I knew they were enjoying themselves. Hmm. I knew it. How did you feel? At first, I I I tr- I I was just like I said I can't do this without like laughing my ass off while it's happening because what I'm thinking is, is while this is happening, I was like, oh my God, this is happening to me. Yeah. You know, know, just make me laugh because I would would get like a 3D image of myself. Then I tried to think like, you know, after about like the, we did it in rehearsal.
0: Yeah.
2: And then we did it in front of audiences. Sure. And and then... Like 10,
0: 20, 20, 25. Yeah. And then I
2: like, you know, and after a while, um, you know, it, it felt... Very rehearsed. Yeah. Like a stunt. Right. And I, and I thought of it like a stunt.
1: Yeah.
2: And I thought, like, no, it took me a, a long time to wrap my head around, like, no, no, there are people who are seeing this for the first time, and you've got to give them that, mm-hmm. like, this has never happened before thing. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking of it, well, this must be some kind of, like, I don't think of it as, a, you know, like a religious ritual of sorts, like mm-hmm. a rite.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you can't say your lines in the next scene. Mm hmm. Unless you eat that regurgitated food. <laughs> mm. Oh
1: my
0: God, I did. You eat know, it. You had, I didn't so, even think about so that. Yeah,
2: so it's, so it's kind of like, I mean, I couldn't just spit it out.
0: Yeah, oh God.
2: Oh, is it really grossing you out just the thought of it?
0: <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't thought, obviously. You it up. <laughs> I know I did. You I, I, out. <laughs> But I, I guess I really did have to think about that. But I'm also thinking we had a woman on, on the show, Radhika Rao. She's a wonderful Indian uh, actress, and she talked about being a woman in the rehearsals. In, in the rehearsal process of the play, and she had an intimate scene with a, uh, I think she was doing Macbeth. She was a Lady Macbeth, and... Uh, a her Lady Macbeth. <laughs> she was Lady Macbeth in oh, okay. Macbeth, and oh, okay. um, she was doing an intimate scene, and it became uncomfortable to her, and she needed the director to sort of step in and say, hey, how do you feel or whatever. I, I don't know, maybe the actor, her part, scene partner, was getting too aggressive or whatever, or maybe it was being too suggestive and... No one stepped in during the rehearsal process, and how vulnerable, because as you mentioned, what you had to go through during WWJD, Mm -hmm. sure, it's funny everybody laughed, but it's at the expense of the actor who has to endure this. There's no way I would have said, listen, I'm not swallowing this stuff for whatever, and Bonita, we have to talk about whatever, but... Do, have you ever felt vulnerable in the rehearsal process where um and it's it's different because f- we're men so you know we're like Oh, hey, I'm
2: sure. Um Oh yeah, I've had to I've had to do things that I thought were distasteful. Yeah. And unnecessary. Yeah. And I vocalized, you know, that Sometimes the director, I'm sure if I, like, said something to Susan or Scott about that, you know, like, yeah. they would have been like, oh, sure, we would we would never want you
0: to do that. Well, I, we yeah. weren't, but. Well, you, we, were, you but were a soldier. I mean, you just uh, did it and you didn't make any I
2: wanted, to, I wanted I, No, I wanted to see what would happen. And, and when I saw the initial reaction in rehearsal, it was just like, this is almost too brilliant to give <laughs> up. <You laughs> right. I mean, this is, you know, this is exactly what we want, you know, and, right. and the play needed a moment. Yeah. Of of just like because it's heavy right. at times, and Scott knew that. He, he I don't think he. I don't know if he consciously writes in you know humor to mm-hmm. you know kind of like offset or because yeah. you know plays. It was a long play, and plays need that. They yeah. need that kind of like oh, finally I can relax and don't have to be sad now.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know,
2: kind of thing. And you know, so you know, but I'm sure if I like send something objective about it. But no, but I've been in other situations where I, I've really objected to, you know, some of the things I were asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and at times I was right and at times I was wrong. Mm. At times the director should have fought me.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and said like, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, um, that's what I want. Yeah. And there are other times uh, when I feel like the uh, this re- director should have relented.
1: Yeah.
2: You know. I had to. I had to have a. I remember one of my first plays in San Francisco. I had to take my pants off and be um, um, raped hmm. uh, by uh, another. Yeah. Another character.
1: Yeah.
2: And I had to bend over my ass in the audience. Wow. And have this other character come and you know.
1: Yeah. You know, simulate.
2: Yeah. Sim- simulate. You know, anal sex. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a dream sequence. Sure. sure. I, I, and my character was and the playwright was the director in this case. Got it. And so I, you know when I had to address something, I had to address both issues. Yeah. The way it's written, the way it's being. Sure. Sure. Know, the way the directing is being done.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, and my character was having a dream about his boss, you know, fucking mm-hmm.
1: him. Mm-hmm.
2: And and instead of just talking about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, director and player, I wanted it done, hmm. and I objected to it. I thought that the way it was being done was, you know, I, I, I thought, if, why don't you reverse it so that I don't have to moon the audience? Yeah. And uh, it was my uncomfortableness. I mean, sh- anybody else may have felt differently, and they like, well, oh, sure, oh, whatever.
0: I, I think I would have brought it up, too.
2: But I was just like, I, it just kind of like, I felt humiliated. Yeah. I felt like well but yeah, that's kinda what the dream is about, is being humiliated. He's right.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, about that. I mean, it was very humiliating. Yeah. But on a personal level it did with me. And I don't know I don't know I wasn't mature enough to kind of like just go along and find a way to mm-hmm. to deal with the situation or whether I was right or wrong. I was just telling you how I felt. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that young lady you're talking about, you know, uh you said it wasn't addressed. Right. It was never, or maybe if it was addressed, it was never yeah. well, um, I think
0: she was a good soldier, I think she just went along she with just it. went
2: she just went she just went with it, yeah, and uh yeah, well, I kind of did the same thing mm-hmm. uh in in that regard, and uh you know, each performance it was just it was hard, yeah it was hard because I felt like you know I felt my God you know this feels bad to me, it just feels bad,
0: so when you addressed it,
2: mm-hmm. it was
0: addressed, but you still went you, it still happened. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh yeah, well, you know, I mean, I I just I, I mean, the guy had a good argument. The whole idea was for this character to feel humiliated. Yeah. And to have guess have, have the audience feel his humiliation as well. Mhm. And it it was not a good feeling.
1: Yeah.
2: For anybody. <coughs> mhm. For the audience, for the director, for the other actor even. He sure. he was having trouble doing it too.
1: Yeah.
2: Um you know, you'd think, I know there's a lot of people who say, get over it. (laughs) That's easy.
1: Mm. But,
2: you know, for some reason, um, you know, I've, I, and I, I think I went with it because um, I didn't know whether or not it would be right to object.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, you know, I thought like, you know, I'll grow, grow a pair, just do it. Yeah. And then uh, also, you know, like I was saying, well, it's legitimately what the scene is about. Mm. So, you know, (laughs) you're, you're actually achieving the you know, the message. Yeah. And so I just I, I just went with it. But you know, they're, yeah, they're, you know that's, Yeah. That's, that's that's just one example.
0: Is there a, is there a difference between a director who is there a difference between exploitation and doing something that is right for the scene? Um, because, you know, really the argument is, are we doing this to titillate the audience to say, ooh, wow, mm-hmm. or does the play really, really need it? You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to genuinely, I think, you know, I mean, I think that's one of the things that that we did as EastEnders that was mm-hmm. a little bit different than um, um, a lot of other, uh, you know, smaller theater companies at yeah. that time as that we weren't just out to entertain. Mm-hmm. And are to say like oh, aren't aren't we really smart Yeah, you know yeah. even though Susan did want us to you know wanted the plays that were selected to mm-hmm. you know uh, you know appeal to a certain erudite nature Yeah, they they weren't ever conceited, um, you know. And I think doing things like that is kind of conceited. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know you'll get like one reaction mm-hmm. and one reaction only. Yeah, and. Maybe that's enough to sustain a moment, mm-hmm. but unless there's a purpose to it, um, right. there's really it's it's really it's distracting, and you know, and it kind of take you know you've got that one moment, but what about the other you know mm-hmm. hundreds of moments that everybody's ignoring because they're not seeing some titty, right?
1: <laughs> or right. They're not seeing
2: they're not seeing some you know some, you know some some guy some guys uh, genitals. I mean you know. And and you know and and it's not just showing that stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's like I've lost the entire, entire thread. What were, we, what were we talking about? No, I, ju- I, just right saw, right. I just saw I just nudity. Um, exactly. Wait, is something happening with him? Right. Right. <laughs> right.
0: You know, because there's some directors who they think of. I mean, there's some people who think of theater or art as a sort of ooh, let's capture. You know, they. I, I, I think they don't think of theater. The same way that, let's say, you or I do, where there is a full, there's a story to be told. There's a full arc. These characters are going through certain things, and we're here to get the audience to think of things in a different way. But then there are other uh, directors or actors or whatever who who think, let's stimulate, let's titillate, let's. Well, I this guess will, this will put butts in the in the seats. You I, know? Yeah,
2: possibly. I think I yeah. I think I would think I would call that more performance art, though, wouldn't you? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, if the purpose is to, you know, just shocker, you know, repulse or,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or titillate or right. whatever you want. Right. If the purpose is just to, you know, to get somebody on a visceral level no matter what. Right. Without any kind of, like, craft or guile. know, right. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> without any kind of, like, mm-hmm. circuitous path. Um then that's a different kind of art. And that has its place. And I like performance art. I wouldn't like to watch two hours of it. But, <laughs> yeah. but I like it and I can appreciate it and right. I can understand what what it's supposed to be doing to me. Yeah. You know, and, and the reasons why it's there. And sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. I remember seeing Karen Finley just going, scratching my head, just going like, I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it, it, all it does is make me feel like I don't like this. Yeah. And, you know, and it wasn't about anything offensive. It was about being surrounded in a group of people while she put vegetables in her butt and those people, um, that was her art at the okay. time. <laughs> uh, that she would take vegetables. And
0: People p- can't see the reaction on my face. No, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> well, this is—I don't know if
2: anybody remembers Karen Finley in performance or not, yeah. But anyway, that it, was it
0: reminds me of Gallagher. I guess a more uh, exactly, of exactly. And
2: but what wasn't what didn't offend me was her doing that. I right. thought that was kind of just her, you know, part of her character and the expression of the things she was saying, whatever. And I was yeah. with, she had, she was doing some monologue, and you know. Which, you know, which is personal to her that she wrote while whilst she's doing this garish act. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what her, what her, what her stick was. Okay. And she kept, she didn't, she saved her stick to the very end mm-hmm. because she wanted people to listen to her words, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then she turned to the audience and the audience was listening and you know, patiently waiting. And she goes, okay, I know what you're all waiting for. And then the stick.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then what repulsed me is like, oh, God, I feel dirty with these people.
0: Yeah, and it's like with all all that all that yeah. they
2: didn't want to hear any of that. Yeah. All they wanted was their yeah.
0: The, 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 give, us the shtick, yeah. Give, give us the shtick. Give us the shtick. Give us the give us
2: the thing that's going to shock us.
0: So maybe she's shaming the audience by saying, yeah. "Listen, I gave you this thing, but you're just here to
2: yeah." That's yeah, basically yeah. I know why I know why you're all here. Mm-hmm. And then said, okay, here we go, babies. And, yeah. and she was very upfront about it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and she kind of knew that you know this is like. She goes, I don't, you know. She, I think she enjoyed it mm-hmm. less that night, you know, simply because of. that. But you know that that's her show. She has to do it. That's why they were there. Yeah. And yeah. So if, you know, that's that's to answer your question about do I think that the titillating is a good thing? Uh, it, I found it was very unsatisfying that evening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> as long as the director and actor. I mean, if you're an actor and you know the director tells you, hey, listen, this whole thing, we're, we're just. It's, it's about the tittle. I mean it's you have to know what's going on if, if I walk into if I if I'm given a script and I have a belief in my head okay this is what the play is about and then during the rehearsal process I'm realizing oh wait a minute it, it, now it's it's this direction it's sort of too late for me to say I mean I suppose I could quit sure. but uh, you know you don't want to be blackballed in the um, in the theater community I, I just think that people should know right up front what you're getting into or the director should be a, a Upfront about it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. like when you fr- when you took the script, this thing where you had to take your pants off and and the whole <laughs> oh yeah that thing. Did you know about that before you took the role? Um, I
2: didn't know how it was going to be um, uh, conducted. Okay, it's I mean you're reading a script and it says oh and he and he and, yeah. he and he screws him in the butt. Okay, well you know, I mean that could that could be interpreted visually in many many ways. Yeah. Um, but, uh,
0: but I think it would have been more appreciative if the director had told you, hey, listen, before yeah. you take this role, let me yeah. tell you what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, well, you know, fortunately, the guy my boss was very, I mean, who played my boss was very gentle. He wasn't Billy Bob Thornton, you know, or Yeah. he <laughs> <laughs> <It> wasn't Kubrick. He <laughs> 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 wasn't, it wasn't Kubrick, Kubrick yeah. but, no, but working, it, was, it was one of those issues which, you know, Working with a playwright who's also the director. I don't know if you've been in that situation before. I've done a lot of original works. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, just, you know, doing fringe-type theater pieces Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I've done a lot of original works and and a lot of, you know, just um, works that these playwrights have produced themselves because, you know, nobody else will produce them or whatever they need to do with themselves. So they'll direct it themselves, too, because they know it better than... Anybody according mm-hmm. to them, and this was one of those playwrights who you know felt like his work would not be presented in, in his vision any other by any other person than him. and mm-hmm. I've met many playwrights like that I've met many playwrights who aren't like that, but I've also met many playwrights who are yeah, and that was one of the things that, mm-hmm. you know because its it's a, it's, a, it's a seat of power as an actor that you cannot mm-hmm. contend with because I'm not only your director. I'm I, I'm your producer. Yeah. I, I'm I'm the writer. I I am all masterful, powerful, and you are just here yeah. to do what I tell you to do.
0: You know, as an actor, would you prefer the separation of power? Like Scott Munson is very quick to just write it and then give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So there is a separation. Mm-hmm. Do you find that there's maybe too much power? Maybe a direct. Maybe a writer. There's some writers who really should not direct. Uh, at directors? least not their own pieces.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think part of Part of the reason for putting a play out there is to trust that the audience will surprise you with their interpretation, school you in their interpretation, mm. appreciate you in your, you know, vision. But I think most playwrights will tell you that the, the most delight they get out of it is finding a f- – discovering something new about what they wrote themselves mm. that they didn't intend. Right. Uh, and that only happens through uh, – the collaborative experience. And so having a director there is not just to protect you Mm -hmm. from one person's um, influence. Mm -hmm. It's to add to it. Right. And and the whole idea of spreading out that creativity throughout a process, (coughs) a rehearsal period, throughout Mm -hmm. the various, um, (coughs) you know, values, be it, you know, light sound costume, mm-hmm. scenery, yeah. um, direct, directing, um, choreography, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and all the talents that the actors bring themselves, right? Yeah. Um, the whole idea is that, you know, you have more things in the stew mm-hmm. to make it richer and tastier. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, having, you know, just... One person, you know, be the powerful interpreter of mm-hmm. it. A lot of times, is um, creates a very impotent kind of statement. Right. You yeah, know, that's what I would think, uh, yeah. As yeah it just, yeah. It just, yeah. <laughs> it lacks any kind yeah. of like, you know, interest.
0: I want to ask you about. Um, we were talking <clears throat> during lunch, and during breakfast. About Sam Shepard, who recently passed away. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. What people, you, people
2: are bummed,
1: huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And you were you were talking about, I guess some Sam. There some Sam Sam Shepard plays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think you acted in. Did you act in a couple of Sam Shepard plays?
2: <coughs> I have acted in one. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: only when I was like in my twenties. Yeah. But I've um, seen seen a few.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> because he was like uh, a staple at a theater I got a chance to work at in the city called the Magic Theater is still around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that was kind of like the House of Shepard. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, for a long, long time.
0: And there's there's a great emphasis in movement or how to use the body with Shepard, right?
2: It's, it's necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, there's, you know, uh, you can't really fully find those characters without... Um, Physicality and, and almost athleticism. Actually, it's I'm not I'm not just talking about just you know just like cross here, go upstage there, yeah, downstage here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he requires you to be uh, pretty physically fit and and strong mm-hmm. and and like I said, athletic. Yeah. Because um, they're they're a marathon and a sprint.
0: Yeah,
2: um, I don't know if you've have you ever seen seen any of, of of his work done.
0: Not really, and and there may be some who are listening who hasn't. So, what makes it different from, let's say, a Pinter play or a David Mamet play?
2: Well, uh, I'm not sure. I think I mean, a lot of people will tell you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the plays that, that I've worked on have been very. Um, Intensely personal in the mm-hmm. process. I mean, it requires you to kind of dig into yourself and your expression and your fears mm-hmm. and, and your loves and your hopes. And I think that's why a lot of actors like him, mm-hmm. and because the language is also beautiful to say. Yeah, and it's sort of like Williams. You know, it's, it's 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 like when you say the words, you feel the words. Yeah, yeah like
0: Tennessee Williams. And
2: what? And you want very, very they hard. As an actor to be able to live up to that that beautiful phrase that you want to make just you know ring so true and perfect yeah <coughs> I would say that's part of the draw mm-hmm. you know uh, the requirements uh, that make him uh, make it more difficult than I'd say or different than 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 pinter or mm-hmm. or Mamet or are that he, he um he he requires an actor to not just be like you know, this person walking around thinking, talking. I mean, you like I was telling you, I I think they would would call it super realism or hyper realism, uh, Whereas,
1: yeah.
2: you know these characters are not just going through you know you know your typical you know conflict. Mm-hmm. I mean, it becomes on a on a scale of like gods and goddesses or
0: yeah, are yeah, su- are ultra amplified. Ultra
2: amplified. You know, these two lovers in Fool for <laughs> Love are not you mm-hmm. know just having a passionate you know, moment, they are having, you know, Wonder Woman and Superman getting it on in the biggest, you know, Mm -hmm. orgasmic explosion that will shake the world and probably hurt people with its tremor. You know, Um, when they have a fight, oh, lordy. Yeah. You know, we've got to duck and cover because they're not going to just kill each other. They're going to kill you and your entire family too, Mm -hmm. you know, with their, with their, you know, anger. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, the act, that requires a lot of, yeah. a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of commitment mm-hmm. from from the actor to be able to, uh, you know, generate that. Because yeah. I think, I think Shepherd wanted these people to be like, you know, this is not just any old yeah. any old family. These yeah. are not just two brothers who, you know,
0: sounds like it a lot of inner fuel. I mean, inner fuel and
2: stamina. Yeah. I mean, I mean, am I'm, I'm saying these roles are physically challenging.
1: Yeah.
2: And unless you're, you know. Ready
1: mm-hmm. and fit. Yeah, forget about. Right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, this totally is, is
2: this is not a this is not coffee table mm-hmm. drama. Right. This is not let's sit around and think and opine. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's just not like that. And the requirements yeah. are such. Yeah. I mean, and especially in his later plays, mm-hmm. you know, where it became you know very very, you know, where the, the you know things would you know resonate mm-hmm. with that kind of. That kind of like obviousness, yeah. And I think he got more and more comfortable, awesome. You know, presenting presenting that, but yeah. man, tough stuff. Yeah, and, but unique. I don't think you know. I think that's why everybody's kind of
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, kind of like you know, remembering you know everything now because it did. It had an impact that was that was at, you know, both on audiences because mm-hmm. it's fun to watch that kind of stuff. Yeah, would you rather go watch? You know, like
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, gods and goddesses have you know. You I, know, yeah, fight, yeah, fights and make love rather than normal
1: people. Sure, <laughs> you know? You're <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying
0: to think of Drugstore Cowboy. If that was maybe I'm think, I'm, I'm misremembering it. Maybe that wasn't a mammoth, uh, not a mammoth, but a, a shepherd thing.
2: What, that movie? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that was that was fun though. Yeah, that had that had kind of that element. Yeah, that's no, no, these are, these are no ordinary druggies.
1: Right. <laughs> they're super druggies. <laughs> right,
2: <exactly. laughs> you know, they're not just Hold it, holding <laughs> up an abandoned pharmacy. <laughs> they come, come any grand theft larceny. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, whatever, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's elevated. Yeah, to totally. Yeah, you know. no, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah, I think that's vaguely similar to the things that we're talking
0: about. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we've, we've hit the over-the-hour mark. Um, any any last things? I, mean, I think we're running out of gas.
2: I think I, – I don't know. I feel like we've been rambling, but it's been so nice to talk with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Uh, like I said, uh, I think we're going to start a new podcast. I'm thinking the podcast will be You Gotta Have Faith.
2: Yeah. Can you have that old-time religion? Play?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so anyone who is interested in a podcast about faith, uh, keep listening, and maybe within, I don't know, maybe a week or two weeks or three weeks, we'll put something out there. And who knows if it catches fire or not, but um, that's something to look out for too. Also, thanks uh, again. Thank you, Craig, for coming on. Well,
2: thank you, my brother. Right. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, anyone listening to uh, the podcast, of course, my usual blurb. We're on the Apple Podcast app, and if you're on, um, what's that other phone? I'm I'm, I'm an iPhone guy, so um, Droid. If you're on the Droid, then it's over the here. On, it's <laughs> just sitting over there. <laughs> yeah, the SoundCloud app. Or if, you're, um, if you want to listen to it the good old-fashioned way, on the desktop or laptop, uh, listen to it on the SoundCloud app, on the SoundCloud uh, website. That is it. And uh, a little bit later on, we're going to have Richard Harder, who is the director of Off-Broadway West. That'll be on later today with Norman G. And that's it. We are...